Hey friends, it's Abby. Sorry that my audio is ass right now. I don't feel like uh, getting up and walking the 10 feet to grab my mic and plug it in. So you're just gonna have to deal with my computer audio right now. Uh, but basically we have recorded two episodes since our uh, most recent episode, episode 60, uh, where we talked about Formula One, the Ferrari should kiss came out and one was another Formula One episode and one is this episode that you're going to be listening to uh, about Arcane where we had everyone's favorite LBT co-host on Jacqueline. Um, but we had recorded the other Formula One one first, but I'm having some issues with editing the audio that's driving me nuts and it's making it harder for me to want to edit either of these episodes. And so instead of continuing to delay a release of an episode for like another couple of weeks because I got overwhelmed, we're just going to switch the orders of of the episodes. So in the episode, you'll hear, hear us say this is like episode 62 or whatever. This is actually episode 61 in which we talk about Arcane with our beautiful, wonderful friend, Jacqueline. So uh, enjoy and you'll get another Formula One episode sometime in the near future. Okay, bye. Try to at least see what Formula One is like at some point. <laughs> because because I have no frame of reference other than your tweets. And whoever... The, see, I kn- see, the only thing I know is I know who Lewis Hamilton is. Uh-huh. Yes. And I knew that before you mm-hmm. got into it. Um, and then... I now I'm seeing whoever the fuck Toto is. Um, <laughs> yeah, my my husband. Sure, fifty year old Austrian man. Why not? <clears throat> He's a billionaire, but. Mm-hmm. My favorite is when our friends are like, I have no fucking idea about anything about F1, but like, fuck that Max Verstappen guy, am I right? <laughs> and I'm like, you're so right. You're and so right. <laughs> yeah. Again, I have no idea who the fuck that is. Yeah. Oh, was that oh, me? Oh, gosh. Uh, no, that was me. Okay. <laughs> I'm adding things in the notes. <laughs> oh, are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for you to push record this whole time. I did a minute and 27 seconds ago. Yeah, I, I noticed that. I was like, what are those squiggly lines? That wasn't there before. <laughs> I'm high. I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. Okay. We're good? We're ready? We're yeah. ready. Okay. Three, two, one.
and welcome to Lousy Beautiful Town, where we are horny. Well, I'm horny for old scarred drug lords and himbo lesbians. Um, I'm Jess. I'm here with Abby. <laughs> what the? F- you didn't even say what episode number this is. Oh, I don't know what episode number it is, so I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> okay, cool. I think it's like episode. I don't know what episode number it is. I think it's like sixty-one. Maybe? I think so. Yeah. Cool. Whatever. Hi, I'm here too. Uh, and we're also joined by our good friend and third co-host, Jacqueline. Yay. Hello. Unofficial third co-host that part part-time lousy beautiful towner. Yeah. Full-time hot girl. Mm. Hell yeah. Yes. 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 Everybody's uh, favorite lousy beautiful town host. Yeah. Jacqueline. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I'm we're not kidding. <laughs> everybody likes you more than us (laughs) i think if you were like more regularly on um our we would have more listenership (laughs) go through the room (laughs) i mean two of our most popular episodes have been the ones that jacqueline's been on yeah well maybe we should keep me on more regularly (laughs) yeah please this is why that's why you need to get into formula one now <laughs> so, we can, so you can come on the formula one episode what if what if I, what if i come on the formula one episode and and i just pretend yeah. i know what i'm talking about that would be hilarious yeah would that I, would that work yes i think yes. that would be funny kind of ha- like what abby's gonna do tonight <laughs> no no all right what are we talking about jess we're talking about Arcane, only the best show ever. Uh, and Abby has watched it exactly once, and <laughs> and was kind of like, eh, "It's fine." No, no, I liked the show. Don't get me wrong. I think okay. Also, to be fair to me, when did the when did the show come out? November. Yeah. All right. I was fucking starting a new. I was starting a new job then. I had just gotten out of my old abusive job. I was going through it, and so. Okay. I was having a hard time liking anything. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, but I, I watched bad. it and I was like, this is really good. And I've read like, I've read like a lot of fic and stuff like that. Oh, I'm very well, excited for season two, but that's about it. <laughs> I like the show. I've seen it nine times. Yeah. Eight times. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Jess, how many um, times for you was it because you were like, I want to be horny right now? Probably like five. Wow. And then of the other three were, I want to be sad right now. That's or tracks. the other two, because obviously the first time I didn't know what I was walking into. But. I mean, all of them were, well, the first time I was like, this seems cool. And then act two hit and I was like, uh, ah, Vi's sexy. Mm-hmm. Caitlin is sexy. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Savika got sexier. Um, mm-hmm. So there was a lot of that. But um, no, I've also read copious amounts of fic of it, and I have sent plenty of those to Jess. Yeah, which I still have not finished, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> it's fine. I only have like 15 open fic tabs. The most right heartbreaking now. thing happened to me yesterday when my phone was freaking the fuck out. My phone glitched like crazy and it kept uh shutting down chrome and, oh, and then at some point uh-huh, at some point it just wouldn't restore and i lost so much fic that i had open 
This is why I so only much keep, fic. This is why I only keep 30, 38 to 40 tabs open at a time. Um, <laughs> I have like 60. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to get 62 because I've got two more fics I'm going to send you later today. Yay! Actually, yeah, I already sent one of them. I sent one of them yesterday. So, oh yeah, you did. <laughs> Please send me fic as well. I would love to read more. Three, all three of them are by the same writer, and they're unusually good at what they do. I love when that, that happens. is, and that is keeping characterization intact and emotionally destroying you. Oh, mm-hmm. I love, I love fan fiction writers. Mm-hmm. They're just. God's gift to Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but before I interrupted Jess, what were you? Saying? Oh, uh, yeah. So this is our arcane episode. Yay! Uh, Yay! <laughs> long awaited. Um, I feel like we should talk about this in acts because that felt like it was the most organized way to do this. But I want to talk about some characters first because. They all are fucking amazing. Um, do you need to... This is what I put in the notes. Do you need to play League of Legends? No, I don't know shit. Um, <laughs> Honestly, it might be better if you don't. Yeah, yeah I think so. Um, I, If you want to know anything, just ask me and I'll ask my sister or ask Chris. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Chris used to be an avid League player. Um, it, was, it was to a point where... Um, it was just bad <laughs> for, for us in college. <laughs> it was not great. Um, and so when I saw there was a League of Legends TV show, I was like, okay. But then it's because I think I saw Jacqueline tweeting about it and how gay it was. And I was like, okay, yeah. And and Chris like was like, I know you don't like League, but like, will you watch the show with me? And I was like, oh, yeah, there's lesbians in that one. <laughs> Um, and he's just like, oh, all right, cool. <laughs> so, I mean, most of my tweets were like at that time were like to the effect of this show is so fucking incredible. And for what? For League of Legends? What yeah. the yeah. fuck? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw like a trailer or something like on Netflix or maybe mm-hmm. it was on Twitter. I can't remember, but I was like, oh, this looks really cool. I'm going to watch this like when it comes out. And then I am in school, so I had finals, and my life was hell, and work was really hard, and so I didn't have time. But I was like seeing Jacqueline and Ash and, God, so many other people like posting fan art and like posting just shit posts and all kinds of things. And I was like, this sounds so good. I, I need to watch this. And then I did – and nobody told me there was sad dads in the show. <laughs> I need that content warning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to be fair, sad moms too. But um, and it destroyed me. So thank you for not warning me, because <laughs> <laughs> I I honestly probably would have put off watching it. Um, and I'm glad I did. Uh, so amazing. yeah, you had to make the hot villain be a sad dad, like. Come on. This show has something for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> like, it really, really does. Like, if you're into, like, old dudes, if you're into drug lords, if you're into lesbians, if you're into beautiful, buff, handsome lesbians who can, like, crush your throat. Mm-hmm. 
if you're um, into six and a half foot tall moms who are muscly and <laughs> and intimidate your boyfriend if you're if you're into a sickly victorian scientist <laughs> that have terminal illnesses which i am with with his with his various maladies and afflictions mm-hmm. um who else and then there's jace <laughs> I fucking fuck Jace. <laughs> He's the least interesting character in the show. Okay, we're getting into characters right now. Let's do this. <laughs> Jace, go. <laughs> he it's good he realized that he was doing bad shit by the end and turned himself around, though yeah. it was very late and one would say too late. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The thing about Jace is Whatever else there is about him, Mel wanted him, and he went down on her first. So honestly, he is valid for that. Yeah. I feel like Jace wants or thinks and wants to be the main character, but he is not. He has protagonist syndrome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, mean, um, so, I mean, so do a number of the characters in the show. Yeah, but like, at least they're not that annoying about it. <laughs> I I, I actually myself. have a question for us about who is the main character of the show. Um, I would probably center it around Jinx and Vi. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I, but out of Vi and Jinx, who would you? Oh, uh, I I would I would say I feel like the show frames it as Vi. I would say so too. I mean, the central emotional conflict is between two sisters. Um, mm-hmm. But there is a lot more of Jinx appearing more sporadically for effect and Mm -hmm. because of just how she is characterized in the present. Um, So I, yeah, Vi. Um, I would argue that it's Jinx because the show starts from her point of view Yes, on the bridge and she's the first person who speaks or sings (laughs) and then the very last scene is pretty much her what she has wrought yes (laughs) on Um, Piltover I mean a lot of it is but I I think you're correct about what you said about Vi being the emotional core conflict of the show there's there's also an element to um between in that conflict between sisters where I don't know if we're getting too far into it, but um never. <laughs> but but like Vi spent like six, seven ish years in prison um fixating on the moment where she hit powder and called her jinx yeah. and it and has and couldn't like quote unquote save her from Silco. Um and that was something that she fixated on for all those years. And so she isn't able to take into account that her sister isn't the same person that she was yeah. all that time ago. And so there is there's a conflict there where she's not acknowledging that Jinx has had agency in her own tragedy and in what she's currently doing when Vi is trying to catch up to her 
and um, it leads to Jinx seeing that feeling that she's not being actually acknowledged for who she is by her sister. She's not. Which she's not (laughs) because she. That's the thing. Like she doesn't call her Jinx because she feels that hey, I. I called her that and that was traumatic and she's going by that now because I made a mistake and so I shouldn't call her that again. But it's also Jinx's chosen name at this point Mm -hmm. and that's creating more conflict. God, and then that just reminds me of the conversation they have in the very last episode where Jinx is telling her like, Silco thinks that he made Jinx but really you did and it's like Vi's worst nightmares coming true of like oh my god like you you okay i was right like i did like what i regretted for all those years sitting in prison actually did happen but also her jinx kind of turning it into like you're what helped me survive Mm -hmm. your Mm -hmm. words and you like you were with me you were you never left oh it's it's the thing the thing about this show is that all of these characters make realistic decisions based on their own perspectives Mm -hmm. and they all are both right and wrong in different ways. Mm -hmm. And it's really fucking good. Yeah. Like who's the good guy? I don't, cause here's, I mean, like, on one hand, Silco's a drug lord. He's objectively making, he's, he's objectively making things worse for, like and for his, the undercity but and he's his, also, re- his redeeming quality is that he loves his daughter yeah <laughs> i mean but he's also keeping like but in a, the corrupt police force out of the undercity yeah and then yeah. and then when vi is vi gets out she's working with caitlin who well is a pretty innately good person is still part of said police force even if she got fired like two days before yeah um, and she's there's a lot of factors working. <laughs> there's a lot of factors and yeah i love that though i love that the the, the traditional like protagonists probably jace and caitlin to be honest mm-hmm. um they are part of a system like an inherently corrupt system and there's no way that they can do good from the inside type of thing even though they're trying to and so it like puts this like the way it's framed just makes it so complex and it's so because that's real like that's Mm -hmm. real life yeah um it's really good there's no like easy answer to to anything um and and like at the very end, it's like I I had a friend who who found like the um, ending a little um, too abrupt and underwhelming. Yeah, because I, because because I remember that but <laughs> it upset it was, me. <laughs> it, it was well, I mean, he was like, oh, so everything is like moving in a good direction, but then it gets torpedoed because Jinx's emotional needs weren't met. And I'm like, yes, exactly. That's the point. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Can we talk about Jinx? Since yes. We're, um, Jinx and mental illness. Abby. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> this yes. is why we have you on tonight. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. I am the guest on my own podcast. <laughs> okay. You know how it feels. <laughs> Before we hop into jinx and mental illness, I kind of want to, going back to your original question, Jess, of like, who is the main character between Vi and Jinx? Mm-hmm. Um. Because, like, I I really do feel like the show tries to tell you, like, the main character is Vi. Yeah. Um, But, like, I I, would agree. You're you're also correct in, like, you're, like, this is why I see Jinx as the main character. And, like, I wonder, too, because I feel like maybe going into season two, it'll be more like Jinx is the main character because, like, throughout the, the, the season, like she really does kind of come into her own. Mm-hmm. And then by the, by the very end, like she is, she has taken full agency, whether or not that's a good thing in that moment yeah. up for debate, but like she has taken full agency of her, her self and her story at that point. Yeah. And so like, kind of like the show is like, see, she really was the main character all along. Yeah. Yeah. I might disagree about her. I don't. Mm, I don't know. This is it's such a tough topic because it's obvious. Like Silco is an abusive parent figure. Like he, mm-hmm. the way he manipulates her, um, he makes it so like you know isolates her from everybody. It's just the two of us. Like we're the only ones that understand and like are binding is binding himself to her, like through their like shared trauma instead because of because when because when he <laughs> saw her as a kid and she was like, she left me, my sister yeah. left me. He was like, like we- oh, same trauma. I'm going to project everything onto you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna make a little mini me. Um and also just like encouraging her uh, violent and dangerous hobbies <laughs> mm-hmm. as well. And and using her as a weapon. Uh, uh, Until it's, he can't. It's hard. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I think of myself as a kid who I wasn't in that situation, but <laughs> mm-hmm. like grew up in like an emotionally abusive parent situation mm-hmm. that was a step parent. Uh, and... Well, no, never mind. Forget my whole point because I am the way I am <laughs> for a reason. <laughs> uh huh. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say I don't know if Jinx necessarily has full agency in that moment. I think she's been heavily influenced oh, by oh, her abusive 100%. relationship with Silco and her like imagined relationship and the guilt that she puts on herself. Because she thinks that she killed Bai, um, mm-hmm. and she killed her entire family, um, which Silco let her believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but I don't know because I think that, that becomes a part of her. I don't know. She's still young, so it's like mm-hmm. hard to it's hard to say. She's not like think, a full adult yet. She's right. Like I seventeen, think, eighteen at that. Yeah. Point. Yeah. I think in her mind, she has full agency at that point. Yeah, I think so. Like she has she feels like she has freed herself from Silco and Vi in their own ways. Not yeah. necessarily like not like she's tricking herself into thinking this is me, this is my decision. Yeah. When it is entirely informed by her trauma, but yeah. at the end of the day, is her decision. Yeah. That's fair. That brings it back to um 
Vi and her and that emotional conflict. Um, Vi has, when she um, meets back up with her at the end of episode six, she, Jinx God. tries to tell her that she's done terrible things and Vi just brushes it off as, oh, you did what you had to and doesn't like listen to her. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then every single time kept going to, to, oh, this is all Silco's fault. This is all Silco's fault. And I feel that Jinx is seeing that as her just ignoring her as a person once again in this entire mm-hmm. situation. Um, and like, that is like a kind of cognitive dissonance that Vi has because she feels she has to believe that not nothing that has happened is her sister's fault. And if it is yeah. her sister's fault, it, it's not her sister's fault. It's Silco's fault. It's also her own fault. Vi's yeah. fault. And um, when well, she doesn't see her sister as a full human being. Exactly. Yet. She mm-hmm. still sees her as a as child. Her, as her, as a child. And, and somebody that she needs to watch out for. Uh-huh. And so like when she separates from Jace in this crusade against Silco and goes off on her own, she thinks, oh, I'll kill Silco and everything will be fine in the yeah. end. Um, yeah. And then when when Jinx kills Silco, like as a like instinctual thing, because he shoots at Vi, Vi thinks, okay, it's over. We can just move on from mm-hmm. this. Yeah. But that, but like, completely discounting the relationship that she had for those last seven years yeah because like jinx spent those years knowing hey i killed my adoptive dad and then she just and then that moment she's like i killed my second adoptive dad Mm -hmm. yeah and he was the only person that like loved me when I killed my brothers and sisters. <laughs> yep. Um, because he isolated her and let her yep. think that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Let's talk Oof. about Vi since we're st- kind of talking about her already. She's I so just- hot. She's so hot. <laughs> She's just so fucking hot. He's I- so handsome and sexy. I really. I just want her to bench press me. <laughs> and that's it. No, no, no. That's I, just warm up. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I would bury my face between her thighs. Um, <laughs> but I was going to say, in terms of like parental figures and their relationships, there's a lot of like fucked up parental issues in the show. Um, yeah. Because like Vi was the older sister of this of their like adopted family and vander was trying to give make her understand responsibility by saying whatever happens to them like her siblings it's on you yeah but that led to her getting a she got an older sibling complex Mm -hmm. she got a whole complex about it about the world on her shoulders encourage that which is also not good because he was the adult and should have been taking on that responsibility as an adult um and i get that he was like trying to be realistic for like their situation it's Mm -hmm. like okay you know the the undercity is not the best place to be a child probably yeah um you know so this is how he is protecting them by 
teaching them how to protect themselves or at least just by but again putting it all on her which gave her a complex <laughs> which made her, which made her try to sacrifice herself to the enforcers which oh made which made vander have to step up and like which he should her, have which he anyway. should have in the first place <laughs> he, really he, this is all vander's fault <laughs> that's character i'm very like whatever <laughs> Jess is just like, well, if Vander hadn't tried to strangle Silco way back then. Everything would be fine. They would have their revolution. They would have overthrown Piltover and it would be great. Everybody would be alive. (laughs) No nuance here. (laughs) Never mind that we don't know why he tried to strangle him in the first place. I'm sure we'll find out soon. Oh, definitely. (laughs) In season two. (laughs) But God, it's just, yeah, there are a bunch of fucked up family issues God, so fucked up because the silco and vander have like fucked up sibling issues too or adoptive sibling issues too obviously yeah like and that ends up like repeating itself between yeah. vi and jinx oh god uh the, the parallels intergenerational it's the cycle <laughs> God, the parallels <laughs> in this show are so are way too realistic like <laughs> it's re- it's too fucking good for League of Legends. <laughs> it is. It is. I um, regularly forget that this is based on League of I Legends. Do too. <laughs> it's essentially retconning the lore. It's fine. Good. We don't have to pay attention to the game. It's just taking the characters and good. setting. Oh my god. Um I love Vi so much. <sighs> I'm not usually drawn to those types of characters that are like the clear I mean she has her faults, but she is meant to be the hero. Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm not usually drawn to those characters. <clears throat> and I was just so, I don't know, like the, maybe it's the older sibling thing that I really would like hit me. Of it hit me. Feeling re- yeah. Feeling <laughs> responsible for, for my sister. Oh God. <laughs> oh yeah. You're yeah. both eldest daughters, aren't you? I mean, I mean, I won the title through like, <laughs> Mean, means of trickery. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> you usurped the title. I'm just picturing you like coming out being like, boo, <laughs> like <laughs> I've been here all along. I tricked you. <laughs> Like, Wait, I've been the eldest daughter this entire time. Oh, this <laughs> happened. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, something about Vi just like makes me very emotional. Oh yeah, and just like her it's pure the way, intentions. It's the way that she doesn't like. She cares. She cares deeply. Yeah, and and that is like something that is also a self-destructive quality with her but it is also like a super positive quality with her um yeah but but like yes the self-destructive she cares she really really cares yeah every her everything she does is sincere yeah in and and she's not not i mean she's jaded but she's not so jaded to where she doesn't have hope that she can do something to like fix a situation like when echo told her that hey your sister isn't the same person you can't change what this situation 
she says, I have to try. Yeah. Like, mm. That's that's just Vi right there. I have that's, to try. That's, that's just Vi. I love triers. I, I have know. a type. I have a type. <laughs> it's just people with big golden hearts. Yeah. And they wear them on their sleeve. And they just try. And I think that's just so beautiful. That is your type. <laughs> oh, my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh. She's yeah. also voiced by Haley Steinfeld. Yeah, that is which, very true. Haley, there's a pattern with your role. Uh-huh. <laughs> Haley, girl, just come out already. Um, I remember Please. when, when Russ me. came to visit, um, we had some time like before our we got seated at the restaurant that we had dinner at. Um, we were walking around and they were another person that was like, you need to watch Arcane. Like, you'll love it. And then I was like, that's the show that's gay, right? And they're like, yeah. (laughs) And Haley Steinfeld does one of the voices, right? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, is Haley gay? (laughs) Because I I was legitimately like, why does she keep choosing these roles? Um, And big question mark? (laughs) Who can say? (laughs) All I I know is that I hope she keeps choosing these roles. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She's very good. Mm-hmm. And very attractive. Very. Who? God. Um, I love Vi's character. Aside from Vi being hot, I love her character <laughs> design, and that they made her buff and oh. amazingly like strong, like the strongest person, and they like literally the strongest person. So that's another thing. So, like, if we're talking about this as an adaptation of, um. Of a video game that has very highly sexualized <laughs> um, the the Vi character design in the game sucks. It's very mm-hmm. bad. It's very kitschy. It's very this is male gazy. Um, yeah. And then and I'm very used to even when source material has a character that is um, a woman who's more rough and masculine. Um, for the adaptation to femmer up. Um, instead, this show was like, you know what? Vi's butch. Let's, <laughs> let's just make her butch. Let's lean into the mask of it all. And and yeah, it worked. Yeah. It, it, it worked. <laughs> I love the tattoos. I love the fact that... Um, it's like a six, but it's also her name. Um, one of the writers. Um, what? Like, you know, on her face, the VI. Yeah, it's her name too? Yeah, Vi. Vi. <laughs> it looks like a V and an I, even though it is the Roman numeral six. Oh, it's the Roman, Roman numeral s- Wow. Oh, um, Jessica. <laughs> 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 I thought it was a six. It, it, it is, but it's also a vibe. I know, but I didn't. I didn't think of it as letters. <laughs> um, one of the writers, um, I think Amanda Overton, um, made a comment that it might be that um, when she was in prison, she was trying to protest against the idea that she's just a number, and so she put a number on her face that is also herself. Mm. God. God damn it. Wow. <laughs> wow. Good, right? 
Yeah, uh-huh. really good. Fuck, man. <laughs> Everything is is thought out in the show. There's it's, so many parallel scenes, the colors, the music, everything nothing is yeah yeah. well maybe that's a little i don't know about that (laughs) by the way uh abby named this recording lousy beautiful imagine dragons and we were like what the fuck why like why not lousy beautiful piltover (laughs) listen because i'm gonna be honest with you when somebody says arcane the first thing i think of is imagine dragons (laughs) oh the misery (laughs) <laughs> so so yeah imagine dragons is is as Jacqueline said canon <laughs> they show up physically in a montage it's I, know. Gr- I won't say it's great because it is the only moment in the show that ever takes me out of it yes same. Um, it's, it's grown on me honestly um but it still once again takes me out of it because I'm like is that the literal actual imagine dragons in mm-hmm. this show right now and it was imagine dragons i I hate you both (laughs) (laughs) yeah um can we talk about vi as vander's prodigy because yes that's a problem (laughs) i mean i mean we just did a little with the whole you your it's your responsibility yeah very everything true. that happens to them but just really like the situation my atypical daddy issues <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe making your daughter do everything before she is grown up enough to do that is not a good thing <laughs> uh, tell, telling your 16 year old adoptive daughter that hey Whatever happens to your siblings, it's your it's yeah. your responsibility. Well, I'm gonna send you out, and you can beat the shit out of like ten huge dudes, and you'll be fine. I know you'll well, you'll win. Me, which I mean, to be fair, she was, was fine, but well, he was also chained to a chair. I know, but he was still encouraged it. Because <laughs> remember when she beat the shit out of that guy in the alley that was that Silco caught? He was like, "Do you give him hell or whatever he said?" I can't well, yeah, remember. that was Deckard, and he was like, "He was like, I, I, he was like, I hope you like beat the shit out of him. Like, he, you, you won the fight, right? Like, <laughs> yeah." So I feel like he's like down for her to be just beating the shit out of people. I mean, she's um, good at it, but she like... is <laughs> Vander's prodigy. <laughs> like, it's for better and worse. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, the cycles. I know. Um, since we're talking about Vi, let's talk about Caitlin. Oh, Caitlin. Um, Vi- I just Caitlin and Vi. I just want to say uh, before, aside from she's just so fucking hot. Um, I did just like literally like two minutes ago get a notification of Jeff uh, retweeting a reply that he made to my own tweet. <laughs> um, <laughs> Where I had tweeted, we're watching the last episode of Arcane, and every time Jace's stupid face is on screen, I want to punch it. Uh, and and Jeff had responded, me at Caitlin, tooth gap, affectionate. Me at Jace, tooth gap, derogatory. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, tooth gap. <laughs> so true. Caitlin's character design, I love that she's... 
I love that she's got like a long, like kind of crooked nose and her features are angular and she's got a tooth gap. I just, Mm -hmm. everything, I like that she's the taller one, that she's like six Mm -hmm. feet tall. I Um, I love that. (laughs) Like, it does, my, the thing, we're not getting into her character yet, but it makes me, it always makes me think about like, (laughs) When when we um, when animators like fudge heights for things, like yeah. I'm always thinking about the fact that when um, the Vi pins her to the wall in episode five, she's three inches taller than Vi. Is is Vi like standing on top of something? Or, <laughs> that's uh, that's big. Like being the short person energy. It is being the short person energy, even though mm-hmm. Vi is like my height. <laughs> Isn't Jace supposedly like six seven or something like that? He's he's. I don't I believe mean, that. I don't believe that. He. He's I feel like a stiff Caitlin. wind could push Jace over. <laughs> Those are just glamour muscles. <laughs> Those you are didn't just enjoy the gratuitous shirtless scene of him in the, no! in the forge. No, no, nobody did. No, nobody but, did. No, but Mel did. And here's the thing. Yeah, that's if fair. Mel wants it. She deserves to get it, okay? That's Are you that's playing Tetris? My <laughs> <laughs> it's something. I don't know. It's a game I've had on my phone for the last, like, ten years, and it's just... I, it's basically a fidgeting I do. Yeah. yeah. Um, I figured. It looked like Tetris. I was like, wow, you're really good at talking and playing Tetris at the same time. No, I am absolutely... <laughs> I do that. <laughs> I am absentmindedly dragging shapes onto my screen, thank you very much. Um, I love that. <laughs> Did you know that Tetris uh, sim- can can help with trauma? Oh, what? yeah, yeah. Because because How? the 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 way that Tetris works, it encourages a lot of um, bilateral movement with your eyes. So it essentially mimics EMDR in a way. Um, huh. So if you play a lot of Tetris, like it's free EMDR, baby. <laughs> Just. Think about your trauma while you're playing while Tetris. You're playing t- and let, yeah. Let yourself feel your feelings. So yeah. you can be sobbing and playing Tetris. Tetris. I'm going to do this. EMDR is, EMDR is very expensive. And EMDR I just went through a really expensive, expensive non-medication therapy that I don't want to do again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So play some, uh, play some Tetris. That is my right. official do- therapeutic advice. <laughs> It is not. It's just something I learned. It is not a replacement for EMDR. You're going to get your license taken away. I know. <laughs> it was a joke. For re- I mean, it's true, but like, I'm not endorsing it. Anyway, can we talk about how hot Caitlin is? <laughs> Tall, lanky, chicken tender of my heart. Um, I love her. She's, she is another character that cares so deeply, but she is heavily influenced by her background to be kind of stupid about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, she's real dumb. And I love she, that. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the the entire time that, like, she resents her mother specifically for, like, pulling strings to keep her in, like, cushy positions, like, only near the center of yeah. the city and not, like, letting her see the world, like, Gilded Cage shit. Um, but she, but it's, but it's the point she she fixates on that so much to the point where she doesn't realize, Hey, 
Marcus is like interfering with all your shit, not because of your mom, but because he's actively corrupt and he is the problem you're looking for. <laughs> um, God, I'm shaking my head. Nobody can hear that. Sorry. <laughs> but like, but like God. Caitlin, baby, like, I get it. The whole mommy she, issues thing. Yeah. But also, you're, you're dangerously close to um, making the discovery that gets good cops thrown in rivers. Like, quote unquote, good cops. Yeah. Um, but like... Also, that line of um, when Vi sees her like serial killer stalker situation on the on her bedroom floor and is like, "Wow, you you figured all this out and you haven't even been to the Undercity," she's, and she's like, it's like, "Yeah, but the fucking evil dude was right under her oh like her boss this whole time." <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> but Vi is impressed. Vi, Vi is <laughs> That's impressed. All that matters. <laughs> Vi thinks Vi thinks competency is sexy. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, but. God, Caitlin, um, it's, there's so much like, it's not innocent, but like mindless insensitivity that she, she, that she does pretty often. Like the, oh, looks at the last drop. Oh, well that place definitely has bodies buried under the floorboards. Oh, hey. That was so relatable. Oh, hey. Being pissed about that. (laughs) Um, or the, or say, um. Hey, they take refuge in Vi and Jenks's childhood home, and and sh- and she's like, and she's like, who's powder? Vi opens up about her sister. She's like, how do you not know if your sister's alive or dead? Yeah, don't you dead. have parents? Don't you have parents? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I wanted to die so bad when she said that. I was like, how? And Vi's just like, no, they were killed by enforcers. And yeah, Caitlin, Caitlin, bitch. the thing, the thing is, Caitlin like starts to she, try to say something, and then she yeah. like stops talking, and then conveniently Silco interrupts the moment so she doesn't have to like put her foot further into her mouth. Um, oh my god! And, it's like and, it's like. And also when it's um, like when she was uh, when they're eat, yeah. when Vi's eating like that yeah. triggered something in me just like the whole like oh what are you eating gross Asian food or whatever like all oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> um, microaggressions there, 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 there's the uh, there's the um, she's like I thought we were gonna get to like follow weeds why why are we eating now and yeah. Vi's just like have you ever had prison food it's bad yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And and then I want to talk about how um, another moment that's like that is when while working and surviving with Vi for like three days, which is so lesbian of them that they fall in love like, within the second day of knowing each other. Um, it's so I hate lesbians so much. We're so we're so annoying. Um, but the when they're in like the firelights enclave and she starts saying things to echo um vi has to and it's pissing echo off rightfully so vi has to step in and be like she she believes what she's saying like like that's it's it's so notable to me that that's the line she uses she's like no she honestly believes what she's saying don't like read too much into it she's trying to be good here Mm-hmm. Because she's really saying a lot of shit that's like, oh, 
you don't know shit. Yeah, she has no idea at all. Echo's just like, you bitch. <laughs> like, like, Caitlin's just like, oh, the cycle of violence has to stop. And Echo's like, who do you think started the cycle? Yeah. Um, but, like, oh, Caitlin, you're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. But she's great. Oh, she is. Um, like, did you think that uh, Jinx had her head on a platter at the very end? Or okay. did you know? <laughs> See, the thing is, as someone who at least did like some prior research before watching, I knew that Caitlyn was a playable character in League. So I figured yeah, they, I wouldn't kill, they wouldn't kill off any of those characters. But the thing is that the framing and just execution of that scene is so effective that I don't think there's a single person who watched that scene that didn't like for a split second think, Oh wait, fuck, did she do it? Yeah. Um, like that you, at least for a second. Yeah. <laughs> and having doubt. And th- the serial killer dinner scene is another thing where it's like <laughs> Vi has been discounting everything that's going on with Jinx for so long that she, once she's in this, <laughs> once she's in this situation, she's like, Oh wait, Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> she's yeah this is actually who she is <laughs> she, she's like oh wait echo was right she does do some <laughs> fucked up shit <laughs> I, I remember seeing a tumblr post because arcane got me back on tumblr <laughs> oh yeah so embarrassing um i saw a tumblr post that was like it's like the most fucked up like come uh bring your girlfriend to family dinner to meet the family yes. for the first time. No, well, but the, like, the, the, but the there's thing, a weird stepdad situation. The, and that's, like everybody doesn't want, nobody wants to be there. The, there's so many good jokes about that because um, it aired, like I want to say like either the week before yeah. um, or the week of Thanksgiving. Yeah. I think it was the week before, week before Thanksgiving. Yeah. It was the week before Thanksgiving. And um and it was like jinx jinx ruins thanksgiving dinner <laughs> or or it was like or it was like um bad first thanksgiving with the new girlfriend <laughs> or um or stuff like jokes i made good news vi doesn't have to interact with her with her mother-in-law anymore bad news there's a reason for that oh no <laughs> oh no Oh, I forgot she's in there. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. There's a I mean, I don't think I I don't think that um we've we've already like completely lost the act structure of this podcast. Oh, yeah, my that idea went out the window as soon as but, we started um, talking. So but I, like, I don't <laughs> I think that Jace, Victor and Mel will be okay. Um but I think the fates of everyone else in that room is are up in the air. I think Victor's creepy leg is going to like do something to like protect the three of them. I think there's the significance to the gold that's like etched oh. into Mel's body. Like it's not just jewelry she wears. Like in the sex scene, it's like all over her back and her legs still. It never comes off and it shines when the bomb is moving towards them, but there's no light from the bomb. Interesting. That's what I think. I don't know for sure, but I think there's significance to that. Um, I'm sure some nerds who know like League of Legends lore probably have a better theory about what that has to do with anything. Mel, Mel's not a character, a playable character though, right? No. The, yeah. um, the only playable the, characters are what, Jace, Victor? They're, no, yes, Jace, um, Victor, Jinx, Jinx Caitlin, um, Vi, Vi, Caitlin, and Echo. 
Yeah, and now mm-hmm. Silco, right? Didn't he just get put mm-hmm. on something? I think he was put in a different game, but not I think the main so League too. of Legends yeah, game. I think it was like um, a mobile game or something. Um, and then... Oh, and then... I want to say there's like... Heimer... Isn't Heimerdinger? Heimerdinger is too, mm-hmm. yes. yes. Um, there's also a possibility that... Um, Fander might be, but that's like a whole yeah, other story. That's, yeah, that, that's that a, is. That's a, that's a he might be a zombie werewolf yeah. type thing. Um, uh, which there was something weird hanging in the closet and Singe's lab. And there's supposedly a lot of the lore about that werewolf character's backstory matches up with Vander stuff. Um, oh, shit. I didn't realize so that. It's we might be getting zombie werewolf, um, Vander. Hell yeah. I mean, he did die outside. Perfect for grab- grabbing a body. He didn't yeah. get caught in the building. Perfect for werewolfing. Yeah. Werewolfing. Um, <laughs> Frankenstein werewolfing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Singed, Singed the Doctor is actually a playable character too. But Oh, interesting. Um, that's another thing in terms of characters dying. I'm so I was I think a lesser show would have had Vi like triumphantly kill Savika off. Yeah. But mm. she is still alive by the end. Um, oh Savika. Savika. Uh. Savika. Savika. The the thing about Savika is that she has like a whole thing about loyalty in which she doesn't like to betray people it's clear that she wasn't super thrilled about the fact that she turned on vander but she felt it was the only thing she could do and the right thing to do for that time but it definitely affects her to the point where she lets more slide with silco because she doesn't want to do that again yeah that's true i think too i think we've i at least forgot that the whole reason that savika parted with vander and betrayed him is because he wasn't she thought he wasn't doing enough and so Mm -hmm. she is i feel like she is a true revolutionary of like i we need to do what it takes yes to free our people yeah she was also um upset at him because um he was protecting like his kids over like and because he was doing that it allowed the enforcers to come back into and fuck shit up in the lanes and yeah oh boy guess what's happening again in because it's cyclical oh look (sighs) my new my new boss is doing the same exact shit with one of the same kids (laughs) 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 and and finn and finn like clearly sees that she's not super thrilled about that because hey jinx has become a loose cannon that silco can't quite control anymore and I love that every fic that I've read has some quip about Savika and Jinx hating each other so much. (laughs) Well, that's the other thing about Savika is that she hates Jinx. It's clear. She hates the shit out of Jinx. She's the reason that she doesn't have an arm. Exactly. Which which Jinx Jinx interrogating her by saying, I think we got off on the wrong arm. Let's try the other is, is one fantastic and i also love that like during that sequence savika was like oh i don't have to hide anything like yeah Silco i don't would care what want me to hide this from you but i don't care i hate the shit out of you it's your sister okay please go like, implode please go please go implode it will make my life so much easier um because 
because that's like so been her job for the last like several years. She's she's had to like clean up after Jinx doing bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and um like But they have that conversation. W- well, she has that conversation with Silco where yeah. she hates Jinx, but like when he's like, ah, Jinx is off somewhere. I have no idea where she is. I got to find her. And she's just like, okay. Yeah. I hate to do this, but I'm going to give you earnest, earnest parenting advice. Yeah. I didn't From get along with my- perspective of a teen daughter. <laughs> I didn't get along with my dad either. Just give her time. She'll come back if she if she's ready. And he's yeah. like, hmm, I, I guess you know what you're talking about. Um, Which I love that he also <laughs> heeds her advice. And- yes respects her <laughs> at least well when it doesn't have to do with jinx um i a little bit above blind spot there yeah um i also just love that um when when finn marches in thinking that he has savika on his side and is mm. like <laughs> he's and is like oh it's your your time's up old man like you yeah. you've been you you're past your prime like you've ruined everything for us you did what you needed to do and but you know now built it's this for someone us. else's time um <laughs> and silco starts going on about loyalty which is brilliantly just a huge bluff on his part because he looks <laughs> so horrified because <laughs> he because he, he's like ah, i've treated savika like shit <laughs> he's, he knows he's, he's, he's like she's gonna kill me <laughs> And yep. he's like, I still believe in loyalty. And he's like, ah, oh, that's gonna, those are strong last words. And then she like kills Finn instead. And then he's like, he's like hunched over, like breathing heavily with his with, eyes popping out. And, <laughs> like, and what he, what he asks her after that is, yeah. did you, did you consider it? And she says, not for, for a lout like him making it she like this was her giving him a wake-up call like mm-hmm. no not for finn because he was an idiot but like there she and then she says there will, there will she says yeah. there will be others so she's like saying get your shit together because i'm not like gonna put, put up with this forever and yeah. that's that immediately transitions to him actually going to meet with jace yeah, and then being put in his conundrum. Oh, let's talk about Silco. <laughs> God, they they weren't her crimes. She was working for me. Aww. Like like that just exasperated look on his face that he was like, "Wait, I'm I'm getting off scot free from this. I don't want to get off scot free from this if this is the price." Like, God, it- and the fact that uh, just that full circle of him scoffing at Vander for like what he gave up for the revolution for these kids. You'll die for the cause, but you won't fight for one. Um, Yeah. And, and then followed by years later. Oh, it all makes sense now, brother. Never like this. (laughs) Is there anything so undoing as a daughter? Which what a fucking line. God. (laughs) <laughs> they had to make him a sad dad mm-hmm. <sighs> is it hitting all of your buttons Jess? <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean I mean, based on everything I've seen the last few months I would say yes yes mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I mean, your name in this recording is Silco Slut. Mm-hmm. It was also in my Twitter name for a long time. It was. It was. For like three months. <laughs> it was. I had a, an unhealthy obsession. Like the brain rot, the brain rot was really bad. <laughs> like, like up every night, insomnia on Tumblr, on AO3. Mm-hmm. Where else did I go? Twitter has a lot of uh, smut these days too, <laughs> like straight up porn. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of very good Kate by smut. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that too. Um, but yeah, so uh, I have an unhealthy obsession with this character. Um, I know that he's a piece of shit. He's a truck lord for fuck's sake, uh, <laughs> and he's an abusive father, emotionally abusive. Um, but he just wants to be loved and he wants his people to be free. And there's something very like, I get it. <laughs> like I too want to do horrible shit to like liberate people that I think have been wronged, but probably not in the best ways. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> God. Um, character. And he was so he just like his relationship with Vander and how he like betrayal is just he could never get over that like never. ever like his he loved Vander so much and was like so connected to him that that just like completely changed his entire being. <laughs> and so once he sees young Powder being like, my sister left me. Yeah. She's not my sister anymore. He's like, oh a kindred spirit who was like betrayed by their sibling and yeah i'm going to project everything onto her and latch onto her as like the only thing that matters to me yeah. and and it's going to fuck her up and it's going to fuck him up too <laughs> yeah it's it's their a, relationship is like a, the is it's, it's mutual, so destructive it's like destructive <laughs> multiple, codependency yeah on multiple levels it's destructive yeah. for them and for piltover <laughs> yeah yeah, not the yeah. way his the way his words words when he adopted her echo in her mind as she pulls the trigger in the last <sighs> episode. Fuck, she killed everybody for him. <laughs> it's so beautiful. <laughs> it's compelling. It's so compelling. That's a better word for it. <laughs> Thank you for bringing us back to reality. <laughs> You're like, wow, she used a magical nuke to fulfill her dead father's wishes. So beautiful. And I'm just like, well, it's compelling. <laughs> is it is it beautiful? <laughs> it's got a it's got a song by Sting set yeah. to Yeah. <laughs> what could have been? That's another song. God, the fucking... <laughs> that the sure fuck- is another song. <laughs> Can you name another one? Everybody. Enemy by Imagine Dragon. <laughs> the, the music in this show. Oh, so good. The, the thing is that um, the, the enemy does work lyrically as like... Yeah. Kind of a character piece for both Jinx and Silco in terms mm-hmm. of like fixating on betrayal and like the victim complex. Victim, <laughs> yes, the victim complex. 
it's the victim complex of it all. Um, and which that's another thing, like Jenks consistently like leave it like half eavesdropping half a conversation and then leaving when she thinks that she's like being like victimized by it. Um, like she, once she heard like something that sounded like Silco was going to give her up, she, (laughs) she knocked him out and kidnapped him. Um, And put a gag in his mouth. Who designed that gag, by the way? I think it oh was. His, I think it was his belt. Oh, that doesn't make it any better. Nope. Um, <laughs> that makes it better in a different only way. Makes it hornier. <laughs> yes. Oh, 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 Jess. <laughs> um, but um, uh. like, and when she was a kid, and like Milo was talking shit about her. Um, yeah. Vi was like, yeah, there's, you're right. There's a ton of things she can't do. And then she yeah. leaves before <laughs> Vi's like, like, like spill all our secrets to random shitheads on the street. <laughs> um, like, <sighs> yeah, the victim complex of it all. But, um, yeah, um, music really good in this show. Um, mm-hmm. like. What's your favorite sequence? <sighs> Guns for Hire is really good because the fucking blue flare, the uh, sisters reuniting of it all, the editing of it all. So um, good. The, the um, imagery of Jinx's dead siblings, like standing behind her because they're the always eye, with her. The, the eye. The eye. Yes. Um, of, of Zahn S- falling Silco, on Silco. <laughs> Silco um, crawling out of the rubble sitting for a second like like go, walking over and sitting down for a second before absolutely losing his shit like he takes a minute before he starts losing his shit and it's my favorite part um and he's like am i gonna do this my other, i'm gonna my, do this also also that sequence has vi like running into a guy and like and like <laughs> like shoving him and like flipping him off and and kate's like right behind her like babe we don't have time for this um <laughs> which was one hilarious two <laughs> sexy um and then oh. it also has um i just love a good scene set to people running music yeah. scene set to people running and um yeah no that sequence is just very good so um, good and um i also really we know we all know dynasties and dystopia um yeah is just That's... like some of the height of because you don't get much of powder slash jinx's relationship with echo in the show itself but that sequence like illustrates so much of it like yeah just visually and emotionally mm-hmm. and yep. just shows that they're two traumatized kids in this situation also it fucking bangs um yeah well, and it also is that whole it could have what could have been thing got the fucking theme for the show. Like, there's a reason it, that is a song. So shut up. <laughs> um, like, if Powder would have just gone with Echo instead, like she wouldn't be in the situation with Silco. <laughs> like well, she would have like not grown up under his influence. Yeah, and there's so many times where you're you you've got to think the reason that echo is so hardline about jinx is to vi is that he's tried this before he's tried what vi is mm-hmm. doing before yeah um 
he chased and, after Powder at some or Jenks at some point to and try to get her back, and it didn't work out. And that's so and fucking tragic. But it's still <laughs> so fucked that that sequence ends with him like one winning, winning the finally like winning the game that they played as kids, like yeah. but with real weapons. Um, and then like beating her like and beating the shit out of her because she's like a danger to everyone around her in that moment um has the potential to and ability to kill her right there (laughs) and then he just can't he can't and and there's this look on there's this look on her face that's like apologetic but also almost almost proud that he beat her but she's still because she has no like actual self-preservation instincts anymore still like pulls the pin on that grenade it's so fucked it's so fucked there's also a very like this undercurrent of like we're family and i knew it all along type Mm -hmm. of thing oh that sequence is so good i can't choose between the two of them because they're good for different reasons and this is tangent into like character stuff um i'll do the tangent after i talk about music um yeah well because the the notes are out the door the notes are out the door um (laughs) this always happens when we we have you on (laughs) it's off the rails (laughs) it's because it's because i have unmedicated adhd um so I haven't taken Ritalin in a year, so it's your problem now. Um, 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 so what's another one? Um, Snakes, um, which plays, which plays in, um, Vi and Jace's raid of the, um, shimmer processing plant. It rules. Mm-hmm. It rules. Um, I get that song it, stuck in my head for days and it drives me crazy. <laughs> it rules. It's got like, it gets your blood pumping. Um, yeah. It's so the guitarist in it, Miyavi, is the guy who voices um, Finn, actually. Oh, cool. Which is which is neat. Um, and and it, the singer is um, Lynn Gunn from the band Paris. Um, the thing is, Lynn Gunn is gay. So I think her singing while Vi crushes men's rib cages is just perfect <laughs> and something that was made specifically for me. Um, <laughs> but also because I listened to a fuck ton of Paris and I was just like, wait, I know that voice when <laughs> because like they they put the like titles to the songs and who's and the artist of the songs in like the opening sequence every episode, but I wasn't paying attention to that in the first viewing. So I was like, wait a minute, was that? And it was. Um, <laughs> but, um, God, that one's really good. Um, and that sequence, cutting the music as soon as Jace shoots the kid. Yep. It's like that's, the spell was broken. That's of another, his fantasy of playing this vigilante dude. Yeah, that's another thing which we're, real. we're going off into a very different tangent than I intended before. But <laughs> the when it comes to violence in this show, oh yeah, it's ugly and it 
and even when it's cool, it eventually undercuts it with, hey, actually, this isn't great. Um, yeah, like, everybody's dead or <laughs> like, yeah, everybody's <laughs> or dead is... or somebody gets blown up by grenade or, hey, yeah. there are there is collateral damage here when you're yeah. using this like powerful weapon and also aren't really conscious of the fact that your that the facility you're raiding is using child labor. Yeah. Um, also, even just the fight sequence between the kids in the first episode um like they're getting the shit beat out of each yeah. other. These kids, mm-hmm. like just like the way that they animated that, like just the slow motion with like all the skin moving around and just yeah. blood and and saliva and everything. Like it's not glamorized. It kind of it's weird. It's glamour. It's stylistic, it, but it's also yes. like clearly brutal. Yes. Yeah. Um, like, and when people like are in fights you can clearly see the effect on them um like yeah vi's fucked up every time she gets in a fight um (laughs) like like could not get up off the floor like vander had to come back from the dead and be like hello (laughs) you need to get up (laughs) um that's the other thing the fight against savika that is too is um that that was good too um when everything went wrong because like which is fitting because Vi going off on her own, like I said earlier in the episode, is it's her care being self-destructive. Yeah. She is she's isolated herself from literally everyone. She she broke up with a girl she wasn't even dating in the rain because she <laughs> because she wanted to spare her like all of this stuff and not have to deal with politics anymore. Which again, the fucking lesbians um (laughs) um but so so like she isolates herself from from caitlin to probably like save save time and also um maybe protect her in some way because she's all that world on her shoulders type character because which we love her for but also girl that's so bad for you (laughs) um (laughs) And um, then she goes and gets Jace to do to <laughs> to like help her do violence, and then Jace is like, "Actually, I'm <laughs> actually, I'm realized that this isn't great." And like, I threw up on the, off the bridge the other day because I saw too many dead bodies. <laughs> kind of not great. <laughs> that, and which which results in Vi ending up going off on her own. Just yeah, which. Which ultimately tires her out so much that powders that Jinx is capable of just hitting her on the head, and that's the that's the one thing that's not super realistic about the violence in this is that none of these people are dealing with like insane concussions. Yeah, like the head trauma is still fictional, is still something that you can recover up from in like a couple hours. Um, God, but um that's another thing about violence that I really like when Jace is like, I'm a part of this now. And Vice says, no, like institutionally, you've always been a part of this. Yeah. Like you, that's violent. <laughs> like, yeah, you think like, this is violent. That is violent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, what was the fucking tangent I was going to go on before? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 
um, since we're talking about (laughs) since we're talking about violence and Jace, kind of let's talk about Victor. Oh, Victor! My uh, terminally ill Victorian, (laughs) delicate Victorian man. I like Victor. Victor's. Oh, I love Victor. Victor's great. Um, the thing, the thing with Victor and Jace is. When we're introduced to Jace, he's he's got this mindset that he, because he's like from one of the quote lower houses, which probably means he's like upper middle class. Yeah. Um, he's like, I pulled myself up from my bootstraps. And then he's working with Victor, who literally came from the slums. Yeah. And, and, and like that. And is disabled. <laughs> yes. And is mm-hmm. disabled because of the conditions in the slums. Yeah. That he. Jace is a part of the system that is keeping it like that. <laughs> yeah. Like. Yeah. It's, but yeah, Victor, 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 Victor. What? He's, there's just something about him that's like, so, I don't want to say tragic because it's not tragic. It's just you can see his where, his where his fate is taking him, and he still is so like earnestly trying to get there from his own tra- from a place from his own trauma of being disabled of growing up in the Undercity, um, and when things shift to hey. So the council wants us to make weapons. Yeah. Victor's Victor's the one who's like not who isn't like hey weapons just bad because undercity but he's his first like because I'm from the undercity and I don't want that to happen. Yeah. His first like protest is but we we're doing this to help people. Like yeah. that was our original goal. And, and then, then he gets he, seduced uh, by science. <laughs> I, he acci- he he accidentally creates the one ring. It's a whole yeah. like he creates something that is very much alive and sentient. Yeah. <laughs> Machine learning essentially. It's it's um it's one of those tropes of fear technology because you know it's gonna AI is gonna take over. I mean, it's and be well, evil. it ties into like Heimerdinger's whole, "Hey, magic in the wrong hands or uncontrolled magic, yeah, can like corrupt people," and um, and there's um, what. Well, what was and I going to say about exactly Victor? Exactly what happens. Um, <laughs> like the thing about Victor's um, situation where he ends up disregarding like safety measures um, probably wouldn't have happened if Chase hadn't like gotten caught up in other shit and like ignored him yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Like. Is like, Jace Victor's moral compass? No, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I would. I would just say that We're that there husband. was. <laughs> I would just say that there was a point where, um, especially after he sees um, singed and gets like a bit of shimmer 
to try something out. Um, once once um, Jace makes the people from the Undercity are dangerous comment is when yeah. Vic, a switch like flips in Victor and yeah. he's like, oh, well, I can't trust him anymore. And so he does all of this on his own and because he's... And we get that beautiful scene of him running down the dock, which makes me cry every time. <laughs> and then he tries to do more and he doesn't have enough shimmer and Sky gets disintegrated. Yeah. Which, oh my god. Just it's horrifying. Hor- horrifying because she's walking down the hallway clearly in love with this stupid man mm-hmm. being like, I'm going to basically like declare my love for you and, tell you and show you my research and I admire you so much. And then he fucking kills her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> by, by accident, but it's like that's the And then the he's moment. sitting there in his underwear with his huge bulge. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that was a decision on purpose. Like this is an animated show. <laughs> um... <laughs> I mean, and that's the point. I mean, that's the turning point where he's like, I need to destroy this thing. Yeah. Then the thing, because it is definitely alive and definitely has a mind of its own, can't, like, refuses to let him destroy it. Yeah, it, like, shuts his terrifying. body down, which is. Mm-hmm. That was just whole... horror, horror f- film, like, evil scientist horror shit, like, right there. That and, whole situation. And which puts him back in, in this position that Jace was in when he met Jace. I where hate Jace that. Was about to, where Jace was about <laughs> to jump and Victor said, am I interrupting something? <laughs> and then then after killing Sky, Victor's about to jump and Jace comes in like, am I interrupting something? Which, not to be all Star Wars-y about it, but oh, it's like poetry, right? <laughs> um, uh Again, the I know parallels this in this show. <laughs> I know this isn't a Star Wars podcast anymore, but yeah. Um, <laughs> um, in the pursuit of great, we fail to do good is such. God. It's so it's so good. Um, it's so funny. And when I asked my sister, I was like, hey, um, she hasn't watched Arcane, but or maybe she did. I don't remember. No, I think she did. She watched once, but she was kind of like, whatever about it, um, which rude. Anyway, um, she said uh, I was asking her, like, what characters are in the game or whatever. And she's like, I think Victor is, but he looks really different in the game. And I was like, huh. Like, how? Because I don't fucking know anything about League of Legends, so I have no idea. Um, and I went and looked, and I was like, oh, wow, that's the end point that we're getting to. <laughs> like, yeah. that is very different. <laughs> yeah, he kind of becomes a magic cyborg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and becomes, like, eternally, like, opposed to Jace. Yeah, which... Amongst what? us yeah seriously dude. <laughs> but also that's like a significant development for like victor as we see him in the show yeah mm-hmm. or it will be will be um which is whew. god um we need to talk about mel <sighs> she's so hot she's so I pretty just... 
That is the most beautiful woman to ever be animated. Yeah. This has been honestly my favorite episode of LBT to be part of um, because I mostly have just been enjoying listening to two of my good friends talk about something that they really love. Um, And then I get to interject every now and then with, she's so hot. (laughs) (laughs) And then I go back to eating some French fries and some chicken nuggets. And then I wait for the next hot woman to be brought up. So I can be like, she's so hot. (laughs) I think this is the last woman of the main characters. So... I mean, we didn't, I feel her like mom didn't, is so hot. I feel oh, like yeah. we didn't ruminate enough on how sexy Savika is. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like, uh, no, I'll keep that thought to myself. <laughs> um, I mean, does, it would does not the be shame here. I'm just something, something metal arm. Um, I understand. Does it fatigue? Doesn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> Never tires. <laughs> Just a thought. <laughs> Ooh. I imagine that Savika smoking does the same thing for you that Silco smoking does it, for me. It very, it very much does. And you know what also does that? The what? fact that that Vi finds Savika in episode five because the madam of the brothel says that she's a regular there, which means, <laughs> I, which, which means, I don't know. Savika, Savika is one of those characters where it's like, there's no, there's no like clear evidence. She's a huge lesbian, except for the fact that just everything about her. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm just like, Oh, Silco's second in command's a regular here. And I'm like, ah, mental images. I got them. <laughs> Lesbianism. Oh, God. But yeah, metal arm, the scars, um, the deep <coughs> voice, the smoking. Um, is smoking bad for you? Yes. Is it sexy? Yes. Yes. Um, As fuck. <laughs> it's, it's one of the unfortunate facts of life that some of the worst things you can do to your body look incredibly fucking attractive um mm-hmm. that's probably why it looks so attractive to be honest yeah the danger it's forbidden um yeah that scene where silco cuts his cigars and then lights one and puts his arms on the back of the couch and like leans back is the sexiest thing i have ever seen <laughs> on a screen because <laughs> because my equivalent of that with savika is when she um is when she is at the bar with a cigar, a cigarette in her mouth, and she is just one-handed working on her arm, just like disassembling it and re- yeah. putting it back together. Um, yeah, that's that one did it for me. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> is it also because in that scene, um, Silco like blows a ring of smoke out of his lips? Yeah, he like leans back. Yes, I was... the the who the animators knew what POV shots <laughs> to get. <laughs> Let me just say. <laughs> well, yeah, the the perspectives and the camera work on this show are incredible. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's thirsting aside, yes, thirsting aside, but yes, but also because there's a when Vi is talking to the brothel, madam, it's like 
it's a low angle shot so you mm-hmm. just see her with her legs spread um <laughs> and her and and as she's like talking and i'm just like this was intentional <laughs> um and and like logically it's because like the, the madam is is yeah. tiny um but also I'm they knew what they up, were doing I, <laughs> they knew yeah, I'm looking up at Vi as she's like spreading her legs, and so I'm like, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is. Look, her pinning Caitlin to that wall did something to me, like awoke <laughs> something in me. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and all the smutty fan art. Oh God. Hmm. But um, yeah, we were we were talking about Mel. Let's get back to the important subject. <laughs> I derailed it with horny. I'm sorry. Anyway, she's so hot. <laughs> she's so hot. She gets it. I and, and it it breaks my heart that her fatal flaw is that she's hot for Jace. Yeah, because I <laughs> and worst. I because I, I, I don't. I mean, like, yes. Would it be fun to make him cry? Absolutely. <laughs> Do I think that that is the majority of their sexual relationship? Absolutely. <laughs> Jace cries after sex always. Um, it's just like I don't get it, especially when she's that hot and yeah. that powerful. Like you can find a better sub, honey. I believe in you. Well, you deserve li- a better sub. Her line to her assistant or whoever she was is. A- he interests me. He intrigues me. How? It's even, it's, because he's he's got stupid. magic. He's, stu- <laughs> he's, he's stu- a milk toast dude. He's stupid, and she likes that in a man. Um, I mean, like, I me relate, too. I relate, I relate. Me too. But at least, like, my love of stupid doesn't mean like Jace stupid. He's <laughs> I oh so. Like I said, it's what she wants, so I'm glad she's getting what she wants. Um, I just again when um, he, you know, they sleep together for the first time, and is my camera going nuts? Yes, it is. It is is bugging. It is bugging the fuck out. This happens every time. I don't understand why. I don't know how to turn it off. Anyway, Um, oh, on this side. no, it um <laughs> No, it just says Silco slut. <laughs> uh what the fuck was I talking about? Oh, that's the other thing. Her assistant Alora, I feel like her assistant Alora kind of has a thing for her. Oh yeah. And then but when like, her mom gets off the ship, she's like, Oh god. <laughs> um oh, so that scene between Mel and Jace, like the night or the morning after they sleep together for the first time, and she's like painting all passive aggressively. Yes, because he she... left her in the because he left her. She the way that she, I love she how annoyed she is at that because it's, it's like it's, how dare you leave me? I leave you. But then the <laughs> energy. Deme- but then her demeanor changes once she realizes that oh wait, Victor's dying. I yeah. don't have a right to be upset about this. But then he like cons- he seeks consolation 
from her and she's kind of like, ew, why? Why are you telling me this? I don't and, care about your feelings. And then he says something really like, you know, sweet and like he has a big crush on her and she's just kind of like, oh, God, she's not like, again. She's like, ah, oh, no. caught feelings. Oh, I didn't know the, you had mommy issues. The, 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 the way, the way that, um, God, but the way that, um, Mel's mom, um, I think her name is Ambessa, um, based on the credits. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mel's mom takes an interest in Jace immediately. But in the establishing, like, modern day um, scene for Mel's mom, we learn that she likes her men Twinkie, which is mm-hmm. hilarious because that means that's how she views Jace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which is yeah. <laughs> um, no, but she she she's like, hmm. Interesting boy toy you have. It it would be a shame if if somebody um wouldn't it be a shame if somebody like influenced him to make weapons for him? <laughs> and then and then Mel's like, stay away from him. He's mine. My- <laughs> wouldn't it be a shame? <laughs> wouldn't it be a shame if someone pegged him? <laughs> <laughs> it's that scene where she's just power moving it by just like have be, naked in, in a yeah. sauna getting mm-hmm. massaged by this small like what's the what's the word um just like delicate <laughs> frail this this frail pretty boy who's massaging her as jace is just like um why am i here <laughs> again again i have to stress Jace went down on her before anything else happened, and that <laughs> I just have to give him points for that. It's is it the bare minimum? Yes. Do, do so many male characters just like do so many male characters just completely bypass that? Yes. I'm just saying it's a point in his favor that he likes to eat pussy. <laughs> That's his only redeeming quality. <laughs> I mean. Then that's all. If that's all he's good for, then I mean that's fine. Yeah, he he'll do. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, like, he just can't ever speak. He's the one who ended up trying to actually broker peace with the Undercity. Yeah, he ended up being a reason, the reasonable one in this entire shindig. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't like that man. I don't I, either. <laughs> I, I hate w- that man. I so like that um, Mel like switches her her priority. Like she's the one who's like, maybe we should weaponize Hextech because she's thinking of, oh, we gotta like think about our options in this crisis. But then once her mom shows up and is like, hey, weaponize weapons, Hex- <laughs> weapons, huh? Is when she immediately is like, oh, wait, I'm becoming my mother. I don't want to do this. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, let me take this ring, the signet ring off, and. Mm-hmm. And God. then, and then, um, in that montage during what could have been that shows everything that's happening, um, her mom sees her painting with mm. like paint splattered all over it. The painting is Noxus, their homeland, um, and it's definitely significant that she keeps painting stuff about her trauma, like you know the painting behind yeah. her bed when she like 
wakes up from that nightmare of her mom killing that girl is the girl's necklace in that oh, in, her, in the pool of her blood. Um, Mel's thing is she paints her trauma, um, and so the painting of her homeland with like just paint splashed across it is definitely a message to her mother that no, you don't control me. I'm like in, I'm in control of myself. I'm not doing Fuck. what you want me to do. Oh my god. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Fuck. Right? <laughs> the show's so good and for what? Oh, <laughs> for League of Legends. God, she is so interesting. I love that character so much. She's so great. And, and Abby, that's where you go. She's so hot. <laughs> She's so hot. But, I mean, there's the fact that um, Hextech only happened because she was like, you know what? I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like she, um, like during Jace's like hearing, she was like, hmm, that sounds kind of interesting. There's a, I mean, it definitely starts off because she wants to make her mark because she, she's like. Yeah. She has a, a complex about not being enough for her mother a, what's that like what? <laughs> maybe that's why i relate to a lot of characters on this show oh, every, like i you're said telling every, me you have every, mommy issues everyone in this and show has issues. parental issues uh-huh. <laughs> like, don't we all mm-hmm. uh jace is a mama's boy that definitely comes up um yeah and like everything about him. He needs to protect his mom. She almost died in front of him. Which And that's which, why he needs to memorialize Hextech. It saved his mother. <laughs> because magic saved his mom. And something a little detail I love is that you can see like three <laughs> What? <laughs> I just like imagine him like walking around being like, Magic saved my mom. <laughs> Magic is good because it saved my mom. (laughs) My mommy. Um, (laughs) But um, and then when she like betrays him, he's like, "I can't believe you did that to me." The 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 thing, um, a detail I really love is in that flashback. um, You can see that some of her fingers have started to blacken because of hypothermia. Mm -hmm. Um, And when and then like she and him get transported to safety by the random mage who honestly if was he wasn't there a whole lot of bad shit probably wouldn't have happened um, <laughs> um should have let the bitch die <laughs> what if he just kept walking um, <laughs> um, said not my circus not my monkeys but um but in oh. but like in the modern portion the modern portions of <laughs> of Jason and his mother, you can see that those three fingers on her left hand that got that started to turn black were amputated, and she's wearing prosthetics. I yeah, and I, I didn't realize that until you just said that. There's so many tiny details like this. Everything everything matters. Like there's nothing nothing is wasted. I it's so good. It's and, so good. And also I. Speaking of things that are just like so good and nothing wasted, I just want to say that this is, I guess, a tangent. Um, but <laughs> when 
when Vi breaks up with Caitlin after not dating her, um, <laughs> um, most lesbian thing to do. <laughs> most lesbian thing to do. Um, when Vi, after Vi breaks up with Caitlin, she's taken the, the she's taking the shower of angst in which she is <laughs> in which she is replaying the last words Vi said to her over and over in her head. Um, one, one. Her blood, like falling down with the drop drops of water from the shower head, and then it also like transitioning into the rain from when Vi walked away from her. One, dramatic as fuck. So <laughs> stupid. So uh, you you so don't, dramatic. Dramatic, stupid lesbian. Um, but <laughs> the other thing is that they modeled a naked character model for Caitlyn just for that scene. <laughs> It doesn't come up at all otherwise. Like that's that takes like money money and resources in production. I'm I'm just pointing out that the scene didn't have to exist. It's just it's just it's just there to show that Caitlin is like a lonely, like messed up lesbian who has whose life was changed forever by a chance meeting with like a punchy prison lesbian. And and um and like, of course, it ends with like Jinx kidnapping her, but they could have done that off screen, and it would have had a similar effect. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just, I'm obsessed with the shower scene for that reason because, like, <laughs> somebody it, was like, "No, that has to be in because, there," <laughs> because that was definitely like factored into the production costs of that episode. <laughs> and I'm God lesbians the, <laughs> the the way that the way that jinx sees caitlin as oh vi's, re- <laughs> vi's replacing me i need to ha- i hate this bitch i need to kill her is one on one hand i'm like jinx it's the victim complex you gotta yeah. understand that your sister can love more than just you and that she wants her to be her girlfriend, not her sister. Yeah. <laughs> the the other thing is, Jinx. If my sister started dating a cop, I mean, <laughs> that is fair. That's, yeah, like I get it. That's fair. Oh my god, I love um, uh, Caitlin's mom's comment of you and your friend <laughs> she makes a hand gesture she 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 pauses before she says friends you and your friend um like like there's like when um that's that's a whole scene when um they break into caitlin's room while they're on the run um and <laughs> and kate's mom kicks the door open with a gun and it is and it is full like framed like teenager sneaking someone into their room and dad comes in with a shotgun except it's mom and and dad is cowering just out of frame because he's he isn't the he he's isn't, a doctor he's a doctor he's not the he's not the like assertive one in this relationship he's the soft guy i also am of the opinion that he and vi will definitely like get along as people Oh um, yeah, he seems like someone who would be like, ah, my 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 daughter's cool lesbian, cool kind lesbian 
girlfriend. I can like have a drink with this person. Um, uh, Kate's dad just seems like such a good guy. Um, but like her, her mom being like, and you found a stray and, and, <laughs> and, and it just being this huge, awkward situation where like when she initially kicks down the door, Vi and Kate are just like frozen completely, just deer, <laughs> deer in headlights, like kids like caught guilty. doing something they weren't supposed to. Um, and, and then, um, then like once it wears off and Kate's like, this is Vi, she's from the Undercity. And her mom's like, so I see. Um, <laughs> that entire exchange, even as she keeps moving and her dad like takes, takes, takes her from Vi. Um, Vi remains like frozen deer in headlights that entire scene. (laughs) It's so great. And she's like, I've never experienced this before. Nobody cares what I did (laughs) in prison or in the undercity. (laughs) It's just that I'm, that, that it looks like I'm banging their daughter. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Like, like her mom's like, we thought you were dead. You've been gone for days. Like, and, and yeah, you just kick, break in through your own window with a like street, like, like a disheveled street lesbian until <laughs> street um, lesbian. Um, oh it's just, <laughs> it's, um, it's also just the fact that it's followed by, Caitlin like finally standing up to her mom and just saying, "Hey, this whole like social stratification shit is fucked up." And yeah. and and that's the whole reason that the the undercity is even like a problem for yeah. you. And <laughs> it is your problem. And she's and yeah. And after that happens, um, her mom's like, "Okay." I'll schedule a meeting with the council. You can go <laughs> talk to your quote friend. I because it's a different because it's the morning when um they sneak into um Caitlin's room and it's night when um when the council meeting happens. I just got to think that there's like in the timeline of all that there was definitely like an awkward like family dinner. <laughs> like there had to have been like (laughs) just like so what do you do i just got out of prison (laughs) your daughter broke me out of prison (laughs) if if anyone would have asked so vi what do you do it would have been like kate's dad and yeah (laughs) and and vi would have been like oh um you know prison and maybe kate, maybe kate would have like like cut her off like oh a brothel <laughs> um she's like yeah i was drugged and dragged down an alley and put in prison for the last six years <laughs> oh that's very nice <laughs> um and but um like <laughs> so how long have you two been seeing each other she broke me out of prison um two days ago (laughs) yesterday yeah (laughs) um the but like what follows the um 
scene where she stands up to her parents is just like the most intimate fucking scene in this entire fucking show where Vi is just dumping all of her fears about Jinx and what happened to Jinx while like lying on Caitlyn's bed and it and Caitlyn like brushes her hair out of her face just intently listening and it is god it's it's really it just good. lets her it just lets her speak and like doesn't try to like tell her it's okay or yeah. whatever she just like holds space for her yeah it's really fucking good it's so good and and of course because the show is the way it is that immediately tra- tra- transitions to um in a like shot match transition to jinx getting like turned into an abomination by having <laughs> having shimmer pumped into her veins by oh, this God. fucked up doctor because hey we didn't even <laughs> silco silco isn't capable of letting go so he subjects her to this yeah uh, we didn't even talk about that with when we talked about jinx the whole how she, how she gets turned into a fucked up science experiment because silco e- isn't willing to let her die yeah so her and Victor are like two sides of the same coin. <laughs> Essentially, in where Victor is like doing it to himself, she had it done to her. Yeah. Um, like I've seen so much speculation that because she was like on the brink of death, they're going to do something similar to Silco to bring him back. <laughs> I don't know. I think he's dead for good. I, I do too, but I'm sad about it. Oh my <laughs> God. Can you hear these cats growling? Yes, no. I can. Oh. <laughs> oh, I can't. Hobbs has trapped Uni like in the corner and won't let her leave, but she keeps oh, no. trying to leave because she's dumb. And so oh, he's my God. like growling at her. Let her leave. <laughs> Such a little asshole. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Cat break. Cat break. Um, there's one character left, I think. Echo. Echo. It's He's got the same thing going on that Vi does where he's like, everything's on me because like he looked up to Vi and then she was gone and then he had nobody but himself. And so he had to pick up all the pieces. Yeah. Benzo. (laughs) God, that scene broke my heart when he comes running down the stairs and is like, they killed Benzo. As far as we're aware, Benzo was probably his dad figure yeah. like and that hug just mirroring the hug that vi gives him when they meet up again the <laughs> the way that he's so jaded at this point like actively jaded but like still melts into that hug and starts tearing up and has just this look of relief that big sister is here and is going to fix everything like God. i don't have to do this alone it's so good. And, it's so good. And it's the way that, like... Um, well, also, like, he, the way him and... I forget the other kid's name with the goggles. Um, Clagger? Yeah, him and Clagger talking and him just being, like, obviously admiring Vi. Like, oh, yeah, Vi taught me these moves or whatever. I'm going to show you. And, like, starts punching really terribly. Um, but, like, <laughs> he clearly just admired the hell out of Vi and looked up to her and trusted her and needed her. 
and d- <sighs> despite like everything he was going through during that time, built both like a safe haven for people like facing danger yeah. in the undercity and a resistance group. Yeah. Um, like With their own crazy weird tech. It which, seems like which yeah is like it's like totally the shimmer the arcane power yeah and then whatever it's, their thing is it's it's super cool and um like a friend of mine watched this after i told her her to watch it and we we were both like um she started watching during act two so act three hadn't come out yet so we were both like uh, is this show going to be like, it's really like Caitlin being good cop to save the day here? Because I'm not sure about that messaging, but then Act 3 comes <laughs> and it's like, no, it's Echo. He's the one yeah. who's like the actual like hope for the future and change yeah. because he's the one in the trenches fighting for the people and mm-hmm. actually, actually doing like, it in a way that's not, not horrible part of part of the <laughs> unjust system yeah and and it's so it's really fucking good the fire it's lights. so refreshing it's, to have that because i feel like a lot of times in stories like this it can be very like doom and gloom mm-hmm. um like there's no fucking point or it's you know it's too big um and then it's like one person that like has to you know Mm-hmm. completely sacrifice themselves or whatever um it's like those two extremes but there's this other option there's this other way he's, that is better <laughs> he, he's, he started a movement and like when he meets up with heimerdinger um heimerdinger who like it was a bitch move for jace to like remove oh. him from the council but he wasn't entirely wrong about heimerdinger's perspective being warped um so to have heimerdinger meet meet echo and start seeing seeing new things and things for more for what they are um yeah i really like when echo leads him back to the firelight sanctuary and he says you can't just give people what they need to survive you have to have to let them live like it's which is like Echo's become jaded by his experiences, but he's still got hope is the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, he's, he's a really good character. And I really hope we get a whole lot more of him in the future. Yeah. Um, because the nature of him being this silent watching figure meant that we only got like. He was only really in act three. He was only really in act three only got. And that meant he was, he only got like one full episode of focus and yeah. then and then when you go back and rewatch it though and you know that that character is echo oh, yeah. like the firelights are echo it ha- it brings new meaning to the scene with the the ship and jinx and like where we get reintroduced to her as jinx yeah um, especially when when he, she like kills his people like yeah and not and knowing that he, she could do the same to him but somehow he's still alive (laughs) it's this show has no right to be this good yeah Uh, 
It's so, oh my God. But their relationship like makes me want to cry. <laughs> it does because like you said, what could have been because uh, 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 we keep yeah. saying it. Um, <laughs> but like, but like that's like the entire, that's the crux of their on screen like relationship as characters is that they were friends as kids and then circumstances outside of both of their control have set them on paths that are in opposition. Mm-hmm. I think it's it was really important for Vi to um, connect with Echo before going oh, yeah. back to see Jinx because Act One Echo was very you know he's like a kid he's so like upbeat and hopeful and playing mm-hmm. around and um, just joyful despite the circumstances. Um, and then when we see Echo here, he's, like you said, jaded, hard, um, not what Vi, you know, left behind, essentially. And so I think it gives her a slightly more objective view of what Jinx is. Like, yeah, because yeah like people can change. People, <laughs> like <laughs> People are different. Circumstances have... Yeah, tied. and it was really shitty while you were gone. Yeah, <laughs> like... like not, yeah, so... Because I think when Echo and Vi are having that conversation of like, you know, like, you know, Jinx is too far gone. Like it's her, she's willingly working for Silco knowing that I'm out here, like busting my ass trying to save us and just doesn't give a shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) and is continuing to go on this war path with him. Um, I was her family first. That sucks. Um, To her being like, I have to try. I think she's thinking like, if this was you, Echo, I would do the same. I have to try. Because it's, I'm Vi and I have to try. I hate that. Vi, <laughs> Vi, yeah, it's Vi, again, putting like the weight of the world on her shoulders because she can't not try. <laughs> um, the, <sighs> but yeah, like it, a lot of Vi's, um, attitudes throughout act three and parts of act two are frustrating from like an outside perspective, but they make sense to her because she, everyone else got this time to like develop and also the world changed while she was in a concrete cell. Yeah. And so she's still her from six years ago. Pretty much. (laughs) She's, she's her with tattoos and, a lot of prison fight experience and a lot of beating experience. Yeah. And because like if any anything that Warden said to Caitlin um, means anything, it's that she was almost certainly put in um, solitary confinement and beaten a lot throughout the years. And it's yeah. like it's the way that when um, Caitlin first shows up to her cell her immediate assumption is, oh, so you're going to just come get someone to beat me up now. Okay, fine. Whatever. Um, It's also just how fucked up it is that Vi, as a teenager, was just thrown into a maximum security prison with with a blank file and then stayed there for, like, over half a decade. Like it's really fucked up 
like i'm sorry marcus is this how you wanted to like clear your conscience because you didn't kill her at least she's not dead (laughs) oh god marcus i didn't put him on the list (laughs) it's because he's a if there's anyone who's a bigger bitch than um jace it's marcus it's marcus yeah (laughs) oh that scene with silco and him and his daughter so Sorry. There's so much there. <laughs> oh, star- so sorry. Accidents happen. Yeah, and the fact that his henchmen are like sitting very comfortably in this little girl's room, probably signaling that when Jinx was growing up with them, it was a very similar circumstance. Of the- just okay, we're hanging out with Jinx and playing with Jinx now. Well, yeah, because who- <laughs> there was definitely no one like Jinx's age to hang out with because exactly. it was Silco's fucking gang yeah it was it was it was probably a whole lot of aunt savika go get jinx mcdonald's and come back here so we can do crimes yeah yeah Um, here let me teach you how to throw knives and shoot guns well i guess you already knew how to shoot guns you already knew how to shoot guns but like god the but marcus's whole deal where he is a glory hound and he like he bypasses Grayson to talk to Silco mm-hmm. um in act one. Grayson's another character. Oh god. Oh yeah. Um, but um my Avasarala. Oh sure. Um <laughs> but like he bypasses Grayson's authority to and um both makes a deal with Silco and intimidates people at Vander's, which sets off the situation, really. Um, mm-hmm. Savika wouldn't have, like, started um, breaking away from Vander if it weren't for the fact that Marcus and his guys were shaking people down throughout the Undercity and, yeah. and like, making a scene at Vander's. Um, and, um, yeah, it's just he's the this wasn't the deal right after like grayson mm-hmm. gets killed um the it's it's on the nose but the like bag of bribe coins falling into into the blood yeah it's blood money it's effective yeah. still it's very evocative yeah. um, and it's grayson's blood <laughs> it's grayson's, yeah um and it's the fact that he became sheriff because of that. So he's trapped in a position. <laughs> so he's trapped in a position where he's constantly reminded that the only reason he has this position is because he got Grayson killed. <laughs> and and Silco has that over on him. Yeah. Which so he has to work for Silco. And yeah. he has all of these qualms about what what Silco makes him do and how he's been complicit in all of this, but also he's too much of a coward to do anything about it. Yeah. Um, he won't, like, he won't set off the bomb. Dude, that scene, that scene where he's like thinking yourself a hero and then him imagining, <sighs> imagining pulling a pin on one of Jinx's grenades right in Silco's face, but then he's it's just cutting right, up. but then it's just cutting right back to him him just still in the office and Silco being like, well, what are you waiting for? Because he knows he won't do it. Nope. Nope. And God, his last, his last words being tell my daughter, you don't get, you don't get that guy. My dude, like that scene 
with the exploding firelight things. Yeah, the little um, the little robots that Jinx made. That was another thing that's a detail uh, at the little World's Fair thing um, at the beginning of Act Two. Mm-hmm. Um, those butterfly things are like flying around yep. like in the scenes and then you know jinx grabs some and we see her like tinkering with them in her little her, her uh propeller room which i'm guessing <laughs> it's mining equipment that she's like commandeered for her workshop well, snowco probably like was like uh this is what we used to used to have to do like see see what see what we have to fight against and she was all that's that's something i do love about jinx and silko's relationship is she is on a level aware that he's trying to emotionally manipulate her like yeah when he does that weird baptism thing with her in the dirty river uh, um, yeah <laughs> um she, she he 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 keeps saying he says some shit and she's like and then vander betrayed you and blah blah, yeah, blah. she like makes fun of him <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah i get it old man like that I really just love that scene being emblematic of him not being able to control her anymore because she's she's just jamming the music while she works and <laughs> and and you can see 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 and hear Silco muffled in the background just screaming her name and just like yeah. he does like the like exhausted dad shrug in the background. <laughs> 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 oh. So good. They're like father teen daughter relationship. Those moments are really good. <laughs> the there's also the fact that he's um like he'd since Act One he'd been taking like tiny doses of shimmer to help with the pain in his eye. Yeah. Um, and then it's clear by Act Three that he doesn't that he hasn't done that by himself in forever because his hands are shaking. Yeah. Um, because he's Which... so used to Jinx doing it for him. Yeah. God. <laughs> and then the ashtray on his desk. That's the ashtray painted. on his desk that's painted. Oh. It's so, so fucked up. It's so sweet and so fucked up. It's beautiful. Like there are I said multitudes <laughs> and all of this shit. Oh. God damn them. Gets me every time. The feelings are genuine. The feeling feelings are also hella toxic. <laughs> yeah. That's she really believes that. He really believes that. <laughs> oh God. Did we miss anybody? Oh, I wanted to say something about Heimerdinger. I almost yes. forgot. So it's not it's not deep. <laughs> <laughs> so I've I clearly have rewatched this show a ton and I have a roommate. His name is Billy. Um <laughs> He sometimes <laughs> he um would kept kept like coming home from work to me watching Arcane and he's like you're fucking watching this again and I'm like yes it's so good and he never watched it with me the one time he like decided okay I'm gonna watch is the scene where Heimerdinger is angrily like running down the hallway but he has such short legs that he just looks ridiculous. <laughs> And his little dog is following him. And Billy's like, I'm not watching this video. <laughs> and he left. Like, literally left the house. <laughs> like... <laughs> oh, 
So that's Billy's um, perception of arcane. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What else is on these notes that we could hit? Let's see. We've been through fight scenes. Um, Oh, I I said politics in the Piltover. Wait, what did you say? I was, I was fight scenes are on here. I do just love the chore- choreography of all these fight scenes. Oh, yeah. um, I love it when um, women beat the shit out of each other. And this <laughs> gave it to me um, many times. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Vi and Savika have one dynamic, and it is on site. They will beat the shit out of yeah. each other. <laughs> I really love that. <laughs> it's great. It's 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 also just great that. Um, Savika isn't like, oh, I'll well, get my get my goons who are in this bar with me to help me just like overpower her. No, she's, she's like, like, no, she's like, everyone get out. I'm going to just beat, <laughs> beat the shit out of um, Vi. And she does. Um, <laughs> just Vi beats the shit out of her more. <laughs> um, I also love that Savika, like, you know, Vi's like, what happened to Powder? And is like asking, you know, her like demanding that she tell her what what Silco did to her and Vi's like jinx like (laughs) Savika's like you mean jinx yeah let's stir the pot (laughs) like she knows exactly who she is and who Vi thinks she is doesn't tell her who jinx has or yeah that's that's the other thing when the brothel madam told her to um yeah to go find Savika she was definitely like she knew yeah but she what that conversation was gonna look like (laughs) well she knew what happened to powder and that she's jinx now but she didn't want she didn't have the heart to say it to vi um which is god you you can like see it in in her face when she's telling vi where to find sabika she's like good luck sorry (laughs) and and then and then vi has a moment of wait caitlin likes girls interesting information (laughs) (laughs) and then (laughs) Oh, so good. But yeah, I just love that. Savika's like, no, I don't care if you know. I'm not trying to manipulate the situation, but I am. <laughs> like, I'll just tell them the truth. <laughs> that's 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 the thing. Savika never really lies. No, she doesn't. But somehow these things work out. Oh, one Silco scene that I fucking love so much. And I think obviously is really hot, but also just a, that the power move of him at that Baron's meeting, the chem Baron's meeting. Yes. Him being annoyed that they're having it first of all. And he knows that they're after him because he's fucking up so much. <laughs> and he lets Finn do his whole charade of like, blah, blah, blah. And Silco just like has Savika turn on some like, turn off the fan is, and, and yeah, and turn just, off the fan, which is just, ominous. <laughs> which, like, and then doing? fill the room with, like the trench, trench gas air. the trench yeah, air and everybody is like dying can't breathe and silco is just walking through having a full monologue like not having any trouble breathing and Which then makes when it he clear that he like has been through this. the worst of it <laughs> yeah and then like goes to like you know fins on the floor and he goes to like give him the the mask the little respirator thing and like takes it and takes one breath and then just drops it like on him like i don't even need this and, like, and he's like don't, you're soft he's like don't forget again and it's yeah. like i have consistently referred to that whenever i talk to people i've been calling that silco's epic girl boss move oh <laughs> 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 uh, it's so true but it's so good and it's so hot it's really, <laughs> it's really good and 
I just love the way Sabika doesn't say a word in it. She just turns around, <laughs> turns around and drops closes the, contain- the and closes the doors like. <laughs> and then she has her mask on when she turns around, and it's like dun dun dun. The thing about the, the thing about Savika is she also hits. I really love a character that's like a loyal lieutenant to someone. It's yeah. just a very sexy character type. Just yeah, I love when people especially like, when they're like silent and <laughs> silently enforcing <laughs> yes i just love when characters have loyalty to other characters even and then i especially love when it gets challenged yeah. um by you know circumstances and also the people they're loyal to being stupid yeah um <laughs> and undeserving of their loyalty <laughs> yeah uh, like the thing is Savico was well and well within her rights to just also kill Silco when when that yeah. scene happened, but she didn't. God, yeah. it's fucking this fucking show. I know. The other thing you've listed here is the emoting. The facial expressions and stuff. Yeah. Really fucking good. Like the dialogue in the show is good, but it does not need to rely on the dialogue. Like it's like a it's as if it's like live action well there's a lot of there's a lot of wordless stuff wordless stuff coming across that you yeah. get because of the facial emoting mm-hmm. and i mean like this is cg animation like i'm i'm just constantly when i'm watching this show thinking about how complex the rigs are how many points of articulation they have to have in these like yeah. character models because holy shit yeah it's so good. It's so it's such a beautiful show. I also like like that the um like the all of the like the textures on the characters and the world are all like some of the worlds just like matte paintings and it yeah. works because the characters are also like painted in terms of their textures. And I also just like that the um like the magic effects and smoke and dust and stuff is all 2d animation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's a lot there's a few moments of 2d animation that are just like inserted in that are really yeah, stylistic mm-hmm. <laughs> and i i just love it just feels like this show doesn't hold back anything creatively like they just go all the way with the music with like linking the music to the visuals and the and the story and making everybody complex. Everybody has like a redeeming quality and everybody has a dark side or a problem (laughs) that they can't get past. It's, it's perfect. It's It's, so good. It's so good. I, there's a reason we've watched it as many times as we have. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. I, yeah. And the reason why I am still obsessively like, Hooked to AO3. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else on here? I'm sure we'll remember something we wanted to talk about like tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
it's so funny like this whole conversation like you start saying something and I we've talked about this like offline so much mm-hmm. that I know what you're about to say and I'm like oh yeah this is gonna be good like <laughs> <laughs> like I know where this thought is going and it's so good and I'm so happy that we're sharing it with the world oh yeah <laughs> oh yes oh it's so so good um so what what um Kate Vibe fanfics would you recommend? Oh, thank you for asking. I didn't want to be the one to bring it up. Um, why? So, why not? <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, so there is a three-part... I don't usually go for AUs, but it's like a modern AU. Um, it's called the MMA AU. It's a series of three fics. It's, the writer is Mystheos, um, and it is... I think the first one is called a journalist and an MMA fighter walk into a bar. Um, yeah. It is. The characterization is just so fucking on point. Um, and. It, it's just a good story. It's such a good too. Cause I, you've read some of it, yeah, right? I've only, I've only read one, the first one. Um, it's, it's got all the character dynamics right. Um, it's got Vi's like complexes still there, um, mm-hmm. and um, I mean it's kind of a spoiler because it's not like tagged, but like at at the end of the second of the three fix, um, uh, like Caitlin mentions she's trans to Vi, and Vi like it takes it like supportively but she's real stupid about it and it's so endearing um (laughs) um (laughs) vi remembers something that happened she's like oh did that not give you um what's the dysphobia and 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 caitlin's like you're lucky you're cute (laughs) um no no the other thing was was like oh did you choose your name yourself or did your mom mom give you a list (laughs) And Caitlin's answer is, um, no, I just chose the one that she couldn't say no to. <laughs> um, oh my God. Which I'm, is that, it? Is that in the that's second in the, one too? That's the second MMA. Okay. Fic. Yeah. Um, but Oh my God. I can't wait. They're so good. Today. And another one by that same writer that just ended like literally two days ago is called, um, the three, you can just find MMA AU and just look through their fix. Um, yeah. But it's called The Threads of Fate, Tangle, and Twist. It's an AU where um, it's like canon, but what if Caitlin got thrown into into Stillwater Prison because she got too close to Marcus's, Marcus's shit? Oh. And that's how they meet. Oh. Um, and it's very good. Again, very good characterization and explorations into trauma and healing yeah um there are therapists in this one abby um wow that um because the characters need it (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's so much trauma in this show that is very consistent (laughs) that's everything abby do you have any last thoughts (laughs) um yeah, I just want us to imagine dragons. Dragons? <laughs> so, 
I feel like that makes it sound like I hated this show and like the fact that I haven't been talking for like the last hour. Like, like and the only things you say are, oh, she's hot, or right. I fucking I, hate I, Imagine Dragons. I genuinely enjoyed the show. I really did. I liked it like a normal amount. <laughs> and that, that was enough. Um, yeah. I genuinely I liked, liked the show. <laughs> You liked it a normal amount. I love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Because we like it an abnormal amount. Jacqueline. No, okay. Like, I don't want to make it sound like y'all no, are. No, yeah. we we like it an abnormal no, amount. Yeah, I, I, we're fine with that. <laughs> um, the fact that I, for like three months straight, went on Twitter every day and looked up arcane fan art to retweet. <laughs> well we've been we've been we've been like sending it to each other for the last yeah. like several months too yeah yeah and that's like all the fic i read yeah wow. <laughs> Chef i i'm obsessed this is one thing i have I'm, become obsessed with the, still obsessed the thing about animation is it takes time and i know that realistically but i also am just like i know we won't be getting season two until at least 2023 <laughs> God um, and Netflix better not fucking cancel it. Oh, but it's separate—a separate studio, right? It, it, it's it's owned by Riot. They have full creative control. <sighs> thank God. But oh, thank it's God. still it's still like where will they host it if Netflix implodes? Yeah. Um, God. Um, because there are so many. That's a whole other conversation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Disney I was, Plus. I was just gonna say there are so many shows on Netflix that will because they don't get physical releases will just disappear into the ether if Netflix yeah. goes under, um, like forever. Oh, that's... And then the uh... only thing that thing that will like have actually like preserve them will be places like Pirate Bay. Um, oh, they're doing like historical librarian work. They are. <laughs> Wow. Let's, they're they're it's, our public archive. It's, That's wow. beautiful. It's, it's preservation. <laughs> it is. Um. <laughs> That's so responsible. <laughs> they're preserving culture. Fuck you, Netflix. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um. But um, I was just gonna say, yeah, I'm gonna be waiting with very impatiently for the next season of this show yeah. because like actually that's another thing we can briefly touch on the the teaser for season two is just caitlin being like if i go after your sister alone it's 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 if either of us go after your sister alone one of us is going to end up dead is definitely going to end up dead and Vi Vi just telling her no I have to do this on my own and I'm like oh god the fuck yeah god do you have any final final thoughts my final final thoughts are I'm probably going to watch this a tenth time soon and um, (laughs) (laughs) and also um, I'm very glad to have been able to record again with y'all yeah. Oh, yeah and i hope it doesn't take another year and a half for yeah me to come back. what have we been doing nothing <laughs> like, what have watching we been formula one about? yeah that's why yeah i mean i mean life happened and also um this stopped being a star wars <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> which which beyond fair. Um, <laughs> Did you listen to our episode of us getting high and watching Tross without you? That we were very sad to not have you talk about I, Tross I'm, with us. I might have. I don't. I, my memories suck, oh, <laughs> so yeah, I don't mine remember too. which <laughs> was the last episode I listened to. Um, I definitely didn't listen. Sorry to that. put you on the spot. I definitely. <laughs> I definitely did. Wow, Jeff hates us. I definitely didn't listen to any of the Formula One shit because <laughs> I don't. I didn't know the first thing about any of it. So <laughs> the first thing you need to know is fuck Max. Fuck Max Verstappen. And that's, okay. that's about it. Okay, so the important information, everyone, is fuck Max Verstappen. Yes. Um, okay, good to know. Um, <laughs> He's like the cops of Arcane, to relate it back to the podcast, <laughs> to, to what we were talking he's, about. He's like he's to, like Jace to put or, it in, to put it or in terms, Marcus. He's put, like Marcus. <laughs> to put it in terms, you you'll understand. He's the Kylo Ren of Formula. <laughs> Oh my god, that is really quite accurate, to be honest. Oh, wow. is, is he a product of nepotism? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Interesting. I mean, that's just <laughs> Formula One as a whole, but you yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, yeah. His dad is also a fucking racist, abuse, like literally abusive, domestic violence, abusive asshole, uh, fascist. <laughs> Formula oh, One is great. Oh. It's so good. <laughs> anyway... What are the highs and lows of Formula One? Can I just say two things about Formula One? Oh my God. (laughs) This this podcast is going to be 30 minutes longer now. (laughs) It's not. So for those of you who don't know, this last weekend was the Miami Grand Prix. It was ridiculous. So many, so many things about it were were ridiculous, Uh which I won't get into, but the FIA has decided to have a jewelry ban and also some type of underwear regulation situation that I wasn't aware of until I saw things on Twitter. Um, Because racism, essentially, I won't get into it, but Lewis Hamilton and um, uh, fuck, Sebastian Vettel were so petty and had to say a big fuck you to the FIA that Lewis wore three watches, four to five necklaces. Every finger was covered in rings and he has mm-hmm. his nose pierced and all that. Um, and went to an interview dressed like that and answered questions about it. Like, I think it's ridiculous. And then there was a rumor. He started a rumor mm-hmm. that he has a dick piercing. <laughs> Because he said something about, I can't really describe where one of the, my piercings is. Mm-hmm. So, it and great. it was great. And then Sebastian Vettel wore his underwear on the outside of his jumpsuit um, <laughs> to, to protest the underwear situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why an underwear situation? Okay. It, it's it's basically like, it was lumped in with the, the jewelry band, but like, it has to be... Um, like fireproof uh, um and so like underneath their track suits the l has to be fireproof because if their car 
lights on fire <laughs> which happens a lot yeah, actually yeah, yeah. and like, that's that's similar to their reasoning for the jewelry ban because like what if you get into a bad accident and we have to put you in an mri machine right away it's like well, can't you, you just take the jewelry, the jewelry out right yeah that's what all do you emergency have a, I'm, rooms I'm do i had to remove the penis jewelry that was my job <laughs> I, i'm so, i'm sorry <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just like I'm sorry. Do you have like an MRI machine just like on the side of the track or? Yeah, yeah. You know. I mean, they probably do. To be honest, it's Formula yeah, One. There's enough money. Yeah. But yeah. um. But anyway, I just needed to share that because I feel like if people are still on the fence about Formula One, Jacqueline, that should tell you what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Petty ass shit, shit drama <laughs> all the time. I'm sorry, cat. Okay. Oh, well. Jacqueline, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at jbandos, um, J-B-A-N-D-O-S. Um, I am active, um, to say the least. And <laughs> and um, my display name is currently back to Jacqueline, um, because I'm in back a Star under. Wars mood, as I always am. <laughs> And my Instagram is linked because I am beautiful and vain. <laughs> I'd you love are, that you are hot. I, I love mm-hmm. the photos that you've been posting lately. Thank very you. Good. They are very, very great. Thank you. I am I very great. I don't use Instagram anymore. <laughs> I apologize. You know, I keep sending you shit, forgetting, and then remembering that after I send you something. And I'm like, yeah. oh, damn it. I, I just, just got overwhelmed with apps. <laughs> I, I mean, you. Instagram's whole entire algorithm yeah, is bullshit awful. i only i'm only putting photos out into the world because i crave external validation i feel um, that on multiple platforms on yes, multiple I, platforms I, I feel the same way yeah um abby where can people find you uh you can find me only at abby m cecilia that's not what I heard. <laughs> Isn't there another account? Yeah. No. <laughs> Don't you run the RBM Cecilia nope, account? No, because you. you love Arby's so that much. That is you. I, I, I don't think so, because I've never seen any evidence that it's Jess. I had proof, and I was and, an idiot, <laughs> and did screenshot the proof, and then just deleted it. Well, then it sounds like you didn't have proof, then. Ah! <laughs> They also let me like borrow it when I was in Twitter jail on no, Space Jail. It was really, really kind of them to do that despite us uh, having this conversation. I want to die. <laughs> <laughs> Jess, where can people find you? Wait. What? Well, you can find me at you can find me at Space Chess with four S's in the Jess, but you can find this podcast. I was going to do that first, and then myself, but then you the way you did it was correct. I'm sorry. So anyway, it's in vain. Like, oh, I come after the pod. I'm so special. <laughs> I'm the featured follow. I thought that was me. <laughs> it is <Yeah>. you. <laughs> I'm just being dumb. Anyway, uh, you can find this podcast at LBT Pod. Um, what else do we have? Uh, Patreon.com slash Lousy Beautiful Town Pod if you want to be a patron uh, and join our Discord, which, again, you better not fuck up the vibe or we'll kick you out mm-hmm. and keep your money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's our new uh, 
outro, by the way. We'll kick, your, lo- kick you out and keep your money. I love it. We've said that like three times now it. at least. So that's a new outro. We have an outro. Wow. It only took us like three years. Um. So yeah. Uh. Thanks. We don't care if you're listening or not. Who are we kidding? Uh. Bye. Oh. <laughs> also, watch oh. every other episode that I'm in. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, they are. Uh, they Ray- are titled. Raise big fat dick. Raise big fat dick. <laughs> Rise of raise fi- big fat dick. And Ahsoka also has a big fat dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are some of our most popular episodes. Which is does, hilarious. Does Vi or Caitlin me. have a big big fat dick? Caitlin, <laughs> Caitlin has a regular sized dick. Vi has a massive strap. Um, mm. Mm. We're being realistic here. Um, mm. <laughs> Everyone in this show, not everyone, most of the people in the show are so hot. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.